Hey guys, welcome back to the All Bodies Nutrition Podcast. This is your host, Eleni, and as always, I am so grateful to have you here with me today. Um, Today is a solo episode where I thought I would just kind of talk about random things that have been on my mind um, in terms of like diet culture and things that I see on social media and things like that. Just kind of like a bit of a chatty conversation between me and you guys who are listening. So I will place a trigger warning on this episode because I'll talk about things related to weight loss, disordered eating, eating disorders, and things along those lines. So if you feel that you currently are unable to listen to things along those lines and if you find them triggering, um, please pause this episode and come back to it at another time where you are feeling better equipped to listen. If you feel that you are able to listen, then please stay. So, sorry guys, I don't know if it's like, I'm sure it's allergies, but my voice is a little off today. I've been feeling a little bit um, congested. It just so happens that my pug Penelope has like fall allergies so she's been a little gurgly too so I guess she really is my child but um first I want to talk about Khloe Kardashian now if you guys follow me on Instagram um if you aren't already give me a follow all.bodies.nutrition is my Instagram handle I'll have it linked down below um I kind of talked about it on my stories last week but what Chloe posted was like a photo of her cover for I believe it was Health magazine. And in the caption she wrote something along the lines of like feeling what was the word that she used it like honored to be featured on this magazine and that she worked really hard to get fit for this cover or something like that. And then afterwards, she had her, like, favorite food, which was, she celebrated by having one of her favorite foods, which was pizza. Now, I wanted to unpack this a little bit. Now, the concept of having a magazine called Health is obviously diet culture because you're featuring people based on how they look on the cover. Um, I don't think that they have someone evaluating their mental health. I don't think that they have someone evaluating their lab work, um, their stress levels, their coping mechanisms, all other things that we know make a huge contribution to whether or not we are healthy. Um, And they're kind of just judging someone based on the fact that what they look like and so we know or we should know um, especially because they talk about it all the time on here that you cannot determine someone's health status just based on looking at them and so Chloe you know one of the things that has made her even more famous is the fact that she has quote-unquote like lost a ton of weight and you know, now she works out like seven times a day or really probably two times a day because she's posted about it. She has her, a beautiful gym, like I guess built in her home or she has a private gym that she works out at. 
and um so the fact that a they're featuring someone like her on health magazine when she clearly has some level of disordered eating and i'll get into that in a minute but just based on the fact that okay she didn't have abs before and now she has abs and she works out a lot and she eats whatever diet she follows probably she has a private chef um does not make her healthy and we know that she has promoted products like flat tummy tea waist trainers and other diety types of things shows that like she is not necessarily promoting health so like putting her on the cover of a magazine called health I find it to be a little bit contradictory because again just by looking at her and seeing that sorry guys like I said my throat is like a little uh girly um but by just looking at her and saying okay she has abs or whatever just contradicts the concept of what health is secondly the fact that it seems like she basically eliminated all of her favorite foods and celebrated by essentially what it seems like based on what she wrote in her caption had a binge on with pizza is also a not healthy thing because that's promoting disordered eating so i'm not saying that i believe that she has an eating disorder or not i don't know enough about her but it seems like she went through a very restrictive period of time prior to this shoot probably over exercised under eight and then celebrated by you know overeating probably one of her favorite foods which in diet culture pizza is generally like villainized So I, again, think that that's a little bit contradictory to have her on the cover of Health Magazine. So lastly, my last thought in regards to this whole thing is that we all know that Chloe has had some type of surgery. Now, I am not against anyone getting any type of surgery. You do you. If that's what makes you happy, go ahead. Um, Obviously, I... Um, coming from a standpoint where I don't believe that your physical appearance should contribute to whether or not you feel happy or love yourself. Um, I myself often practice body neutrality where I show I, I am more grateful for what my body does than just what it looks like. Um, but she clearly has had some sort of plastic surgery on her body which is fine um but again promoting that she worked her worked out to get this figure or ate in a certain way that led to her to have this certain figure and not acknowledge the fact that she has had some level of surgery which we all know like it's very easy for someone to get like liposuction, have the fat sucked out of your stomach and injected into your butt to make your butt look bigger, your stomach to look flat. Um, again, I don't have a problem with someone doing that. I just think that they should be honest about it, especially when they are someone who has such a huge influence as she does. And then to feature her on Health Magazine is showing people like, oh, if you have like an 
like an average size body, you may have some extra fat on you. You may not be the skinniest person or the smallest person in the room. But to go through unrealistic standards of working out multiple times a day in your private gym, having a private chef, and getting surgery to end up looking like Chloe gives the wrong message in terms of what health actually is. And so I just find it a little bit more contradictory as well, and I just thought that I would bring that up with you guys. For the second topic of the day, I want to kind of talk a little bit about hidden messages that are disguised as not being part of diet culture, but are definitely part of diet culture. And that is people who sell, whether it's like a nutritionist, a health coach, a dietitian, a personal trainer, whatever their title may be, um, promotes the idea of increasing your confidence while losing weight or loving your body while getting fit and strong. Oftentimes, people in this diet culture world sell the concept that you have to change your body to feel confident or to love it. Now, if you are someone who struggles with body image or self-love, I guarantee you losing weight is or the perception of like losing weight and getting fit and things like that is not going to truly make you love your body or feel more comfortable in your body in the long term in the beginning maybe yes you'll have that illusion but again we know most people who pursue intentional weight loss end up gaining back the weight Oftentimes, they gain back even more than what they originally lost. So if you are pursuing a specific diet, following a certain amount of calories per day, counting macros, carbs, um, whatever you name it, or points, that's what I was going for, for Weight Watchers, um, you are doing something that's a temporary fix. You are doing something that you are most likely not going to be doing for the rest of your life. And oftentimes people who get so stuck in counting calories and all these other things develop a disordered eating pattern or develop an eating disorder. I'm not saying every single one, but it's oftentimes very common and especially for individuals who have struggled with their weight their entire life, have been dieting since they were children, um, are being preyed on by individuals on social media saying, hey, I can help you learn to love your body while changing it. It sends a very uh, kind of disordered message because of the fact that I'm not saying that it's not possible, but I'm just saying that your love for yourself should be there regardless of if you lose weight or not or if your physical appearance changes or not. Your self-confidence should be there 
regardless if you are more tone and fit. And again, disguising this message in the name of health doesn't actually take into account behaviors that improve your health because you could lose weight eating cookies all day. You can lose weight eating french fries all day. Now, I have nothing wrong with anyone eating cookies or french fries, but the point is is that obviously you need other nutrients than just cookies and french fries. But the point is is that you can put yourself in a calorie deficit where you will lose weight, but you are not eating a nutritionally varied diet, and it also has nothing to do with what your lab values look like, what your sleep pattern looks like, and all these other things that really contribute to your overall health and well-being. So be on the lookout for anyone who is kind of, they're not talking about necessarily weight loss or counting calories, or macros, or whatever, or following a specific diet, but they're using these words of helping you love yourself more while getting fit, or, you know, helping you feel more confident while, you know, getting stronger. Um, Doing the two things aren't necessarily opposing one another but that overall message is still rooted in diet culture and yeah you can work out in the gym and get stronger without having to count calories or count how many calories you are burning um, and it'll help you feel better in your physical body but the work that you have to do in your head is much more complicated than just doing something as simple as like incorporating a workout routine it takes a long time to kind of assess what's going on up in your head what the root of all of the diet culture kind of thoughts are coming from and doing that work is a lot more complicated and again changing your physical appearance is not going to permanently change how you feel about your body so that is number two A third thing that's on my mind is before and after uh, pictures. So this could be in terms of someone showing their weight loss or someone showing the way that they gained during their recovery journey. Now, I view both as being unnecessary and potentially harmful. Um, And this is because of the fact that people compare themselves to either your before or your after and this self-comparison is a little bit dangerous because again we are all unique we all have different journeys Um, we all have different points in our life where our bodies may grow or shrink um, in terms of disordered eating or an eating disorder If you have recovered from anorexia nervosa and you've gained weight, um, your recovery journey is different than others. And so oftentimes when we have these before and after pictures, people will compare themselves to your journey. And 
people on social media who have now become like self-proclaimed experts because they themselves have achieved a certain thing use their visual journey to market a program or their coaching or counseling to people on social media and again this is harmful because one person's journey has nothing to do with another person's journey and just because you yourself may have lost weight or gained weight or whatever does not give you the ability to counsel other people and especially when we talk about health related risks and issues that people may have someone who is not qualified to be giving nutrition or medical advice um, can do a lot more harm than good. And so it's very easy for these images to go viral on social media. Um, And it oftentimes promotes accounts to grow very quickly and the number of followers that someone has or the number of likes that they get on a photo does not give them the credentials needed to assist people uh, on their journey. Now you guys know I don't promote intentional weight loss on my Instagram or in my private practice or the work that I do with my clients but You know, there was a time where I did and I did use my photos on social media because I thought that that was what I was supposed to do. I have since grown and learned that that is much more of a harmful message than a helpful message. And the journey that I have gone through has nothing to do with you, your journey and what you should or should not go through. Um, And so I just want you guys who are listening to be aware of the fact that Just because someone has lost weight or gained weight doesn't mean that they are fully recovered or in a mental health state that is healthy or are healthy. And that judging based on a photo is very misleading. And someone using photos to show their clients who have lost weight or themselves who have lost weight Um, are just using this marketing tactic to get you to join their program or their coaching program or follow their diet or whatever. And they don't have your unique uh, needs in mind because they are not necessarily qualified to do so. So just keep that in mind. I always think that it's important. I talk about this topic with many of my clients and I feel like it would be helpful for a lot of you listening as well. And last but not least, let's talk about the holidays. I know it is the end of October. We are coming up on Halloween and then after Halloween it's kind of a quick rush to Thanksgiving and then the winter holidays and so this time can be very challenging in terms of messaging of diet culture um, and a lot of diet culture piranhas smell the weakness of individuals in terms of their insecurities and their 
inability to feel control around certain foods and they start with the diet culture holiday messaging now this can vary based on if they're a trainer or a nutritionist or a dietitian or a health coach um but oftentimes they'll talk about you know don't let the halloween candy ruin your progress or don't let the holiday cookies um, ruin your progress or prevent you from attaining your goals. Now, that is a very disordered message to be sending. And oftentimes individuals who are following these accounts are individuals who have been struggling with their weight their entire life, have done every single diet under the sun, are trying to constantly lose weight. And by hearing these messages, It is just reaffirming what they have believed to be true their entire life, that eating candy directly correlates to gaining weight, or that eating holiday cookies or treats makes you gain weight and inhibits your progress. And those are not true, um, and it's just something that we have been conditioned to think from diet culture. And the truth is, is that if you feel out of control around Halloween candy or holiday cookies, restricting your intake of those food items will literally lead you to overeat them, continue to feel out of control around them, and may even cause you to binge on them. And then you feel guilty for eating them, and then the next day you wake up and you say, I'm going to be good today, I'm not going to eat any Halloween candy. I'm not going to have any holiday cookies. I'm not going to have any carbs today. I'm just going to have a smoothie or protein and whatever it is that you think would like undo the damage that has been done. Um, And it just leads to that restrict and overeat and binge cycle over and over again. And so if you are following any accounts that are putting out this kind of messaging, please, please, please unfollow them. They are not helping your mental health and they are most likely not qualified to be giving this type of advice. Um, and this concept speaks to a bigger issue of feeling out of control around food. So if you have Halloween candy in your house right now and you either are binging on it, overeating it, thinking about it constantly and telling yourself, no, I can't have it, I'm going to be good. You are feeding into that restrictive mindset. When we have that restrictive mindset, it always leads to failure in terms of your quote-unquote willpower is not strong enough or you end up giving in and eating an amount that makes you feel uncomfortably full or just not good in your physical body. And so, obviously, I am not able to assess your um, unique situation because this is a podcast. I'm speaking generally to those who are listening. But it all comes down to the same concept of if you feel out of control around food, let's just talk about Halloween candy because Halloween's coming up within the next week or so. I want you to try to incorporate Halloween candy every single day up until Halloween and see how you feel 
on the day of. So let's say right now you're telling yourself, I'm not going to have it. I'm going to save it for Halloween because, you know, I'm giving it out to trick-or-treaters or whatever. So right now that's your reason why you're not touching it. I want you to have whatever amount you feel is comfortable for you, whether it's a few pieces or a chocolate bar or something like that, and schedule a time every single day from now until Halloween and have your candy every single day, whether you're hungry or not. Because I wouldn't necessarily recommend eating candy to satisfy your hunger you definitely would need a meal to satisfy your hunger but if you're just looking for like a sweet treat schedule time every single day and have that halloween candy have that treat and start to talk to yourself and say candy is just candy food is just food it doesn't have any control over me and I can incorporate it every single day and the world is not going to end. I am not going to magically gain 100 pounds, which I'm not saying gaining weight is good or bad, but I know a lot of people have this association with food that, oh, if I eat this food, it will make me gain weight and that's bad. And I want you to see if you feel any change towards the Halloween candy once it is Halloween. Because... What I do with my clients is I help reintroduce food items that they have been restricting. And when the time comes when that food is like prevalent, whether it's the holidays or a birthday or a celebration or going out to eat or in this case Halloween, I want you to feel nothing towards the candy. I want you to feel like it's just candy and if you want some, you can have some and if you don't want some, then you don't have to have it. But by slowly introducing it into your day-to-day life helps take away that mystique that the food might have. Um, So that was just a little kind of uh, recommendation that I often work with my clients. I know it's easier said than done to overcome these food fears that we have. But if you want to start on your process of healing your relationship with food, then give that a try. As always, I'm so grateful for you guys listening with me here today. I will put all of my social media and website info in the in the description box below. Um, and I will talk to you guys next week.